All right. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I'm here with my new friend, Faith, who is Miss Montana this year. And she's going to talk to us a little bit about her uh, prep for Miss America, her year as Miss Montana, her CSI, all of the things. So Faith, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hello. Thank you so much for having me on in the first place. This is awesome. Yes, my name is Faith. I'm born and raised in Montana, a Helena native. Um, My my platform is about wildlife and land conservation and management, which is a little different. It's very unique to Montana, but could also go nationwide. I um, literally just graduated with my bachelor's in psychology and sociology about two weeks ago. I know so cool. But at the same time, I was also Miss Montana. I was working on my senior thesis. I was taking 22 credits. I was also working as a barista and I was an intern for victim advocates in Bozeman, Montana. So I kind of did a lot. I have, um, I wear a lot of hats. I, I like to tell people and hopefully one of those hats will soon be the Miss America crown. How cool would that be? <laughs> um, and I, you know, I just have, I have two sisters. I have a dog bear. You might hear him in the background later. <laughs> uh, and I, um, oh, MSU is the, is the college I just graduated from in Montana. And, you know, I've just been in this program since I was 16. I was also Miss Montana's outstanding in 2016 when I first competed first time ever which was crazy and that's just a little bit of a backstory about me I I do a lot and I don't have time to rest but that's okay (laughs) I love it she does it all she does it all okay so talk about your start with pageantry so you just said that you had the state title as a teen too but was that your first pageant ever or was it just your first in the Miss America organization talk to us a little about how you got started yeah, it was my first ever pageant. I had been on stage before in theater. I started theater at age four and Miss um, Montana 2015, Danielle Weinman came to my theater because she's also a theater girl and she's all into the arts. And she was talking about the amazing scholarships that you get through this program. And I was like, cool, I could totally do that. I mean, pageantry <laughs> is a lot like, uh, yeah, it's a lot like theater. I mean, you get to go on stage, dress up, you get to act, you get to do fun things. And I thought, why not do it? So that's that's what got me started is just the intrigue of being on stage again, but in a different dimension. I love it. I love it. Okay, so talk about your favorite phase of competition and then tell us a little bit about why that phase is your favorite. Okay, so I have two. Okay. My favorite, favorite one is talent because again, I've been in theater since I was four. I love to get on stage and perform. I'm a singer. I will be singing Wishing You Were Somehow Here Again from Phantom of the Opera for Miss America. So I'm super Love a good show tune. (laughs) Well, Phantom, little backstory, is actually what got me started in theater in the first place. I was a little four-year-old obsessed with Phantom, which (laughs) like what four-year-old knows Phantom? That's (laughs) so weird. But um, I love Phantom, so it's kind of a full circle moment. The thing that got me started on stage is the thing that's, you know, kind of rounding it all out right now. And um, um, yeah, wait, what was the question? I'm so You're ADHD. Such a phase. I'm so sorry. You were like two phases oh, that are making you great. Talent, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Talent for sure. And then my second is interview. Uh, I tell people I'm scared of interview, not because I'm scared of public speaking or talking to people. I'm scared I'm going to over talk. Felt. (laughs) Yeah, it's an issue, especially because uh, interview has been lowered from 10 minutes to eight 
and a half minutes now, eight minutes, eight minutes. So I'm always scared. I'm going to over talk. So that makes sense. But those, those are my two favorite. I love it. I love it. Okay. So talk about your CSI and then tell us a little bit about what you've been doing it with it this year. I know you said that it's super specific to Montana. Um, so like, let us know if you have any projects that you're working on right now, any partnerships, anything like that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So it's about wildlife and land conservation and management. It's called wildlife wilderness inheritance land diversity. So wild is an acronym and it is unique to Montana because Montana is one of the few States that has there (laughs) that has a lot of public lands and I'm an avid hunter. I'm an avid fisherwoman. I, my dad used to be a guide. So I grew up on the water. I grew up in the back country hunting big game And, but it's also really interesting because conservation isn't just, doesn't just happen through hunting and, and fishing, like conservation comes with everything. And the thing is the, what lands are necessary for camping and bird watching and hiking. It's not just fishing and, and hunting, which a lot of people think my platform is just about, but Um, I always like to say, you know, New York City, their public lands consists of um, uh, Central Park. Mm -hmm. And they have, what, 30 million people inside Manhattan or something. Montana has 1 million people. We're the fourth largest state. And we have like the 10th, we're the state with the 10th amount of, oh goodness, words are not my friend here. We have a lot of public lands is what I'm trying to say. And so it's interesting to think like New York City with all those people versus what we have. That's why I want to talk about it because public lands are so important for use of our future generations and making sure we're keeping our lands clean and available for future use. Um, I'm partnered with people like Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Ducks Unlimited, Pheasants Forever, the American Bear Foundation, CCA, which is in Florida. Um, And it's really neat because I get to go to all these events. They're primarily banquets, but they raise money for conservation and wildlife. And um, I've raised a problem. I've helped raise over $100,000 for Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, about $45,000 for Ducks Unlimited. And personally, I've raised about a thousand just by selling coffee to help raise money for conservation and land management. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's different. It's unique. It's unique to Montana, but it can be spread yeah. nationwide. Absolutely. Absolutely. See, I, I'm telling you, I'm a talker. I can't just, just let me go. I'll no, talk I love it. I'm the same way. I can talk <laughs> to the literal wall. Interview is my favorite too. <laughs> yes. um, yep. okay, so I have a random question for you and I don't know anything about hunting. So this might like not have any relevance, but my boyfriend was talking about how there's like a disease that deer are getting. I don't know if it's just like in the South. Is that like a conservation? Yeah, no. Like it's sig- not. It's a brain-wasting disease. Yeah. It's an issue pretty much all across the nation. We don't know what causes it, but um, a part of hunters who go out and why we say hunters are conservationists is because we're the boots on the ground that see these things happening. Like, yes, we have fish, wildlife, and parks 
and 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 like um wildlife agents that go out there to look to but they don't have as many people doing that as there are hunting you know so we go out and we can report these things to the more government officials saying hey i just saw this animal that may have this disease they'll go pick them up and so that they can test them and make sure that this isn't something that's spreading through the water or through the ground or something that humans are doing to them. But the thing is, we have no idea what's causing these brain-wasting diseases. Montana does have it, not as much as some other states do, but again, I mean, we're we're trying to we're trying to figure it out. And that's why for my platform specifically, hunting is so important in the aspect of conservation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just keep hearing him talk about that. And he, he loves to hunt too. And um, they'll go to like a deer lease or something and they'll come back and they'll have to like send off all their meat or like a test kit to make sure they're yes. able to see it. And I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know that I yes. trust it's that not, scary. <laughs> Yeah. Again, it's not as huge of a thing in Montana. We do have it. Yeah. But some states are having bigger problems with it than some of the smaller states but again it's 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 the hunters that are the boots on the ground to see these things and tell people about it and then we're also the ones doing the testing like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation has a um, testing group or the Boone and Crockett Club do a lot of testing also Boone and Crockett Club is really cool you should look it up if you don't know what it is already (laughs) Theodore Roosevelt you know all that cool stuff yeah. A lot of people don't know Theodore Roosevelt is one of the forefathers of conservation in the United States. Which well, wasn't really- he like a state trooper or something? Or did I make that up? He, I think you were correct. He he was. He was he was because I'm thinking about like this is so bad. I'm like remembering back to well, maybe what, night at the museum when they like he's yeah. like, characters. <laughs> I feel like I should know more about him than I do because I do talk about him a lot. But at the same time, there's so much going on in my brain that I. Regardless, he's a cool guy. Okay, so talk about this one's kind of a tough one. I won't lie. I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Why do you think the judges selected you to represent the state? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to toot my own horn here a little bit. I think I was the best person for this job. I like to tell people it's not that I was ready. It's that I've been ready for this role. And I am dedicated and passionate. And and I love Montana so much that I think they saw that. I could talk about Montana forever Montana is my home baby yeah go Montana but um I I just I honestly do think I was the best person for this job and I have been competing since 2020 and every time I've competed which was only twice before this um because we we skipped a year COVID and then lots of states had a title holder for two years kind of thing but each year I competed I received first runner-up um and the first year I received first runner-up, I won every preliminary award. Toot toot. Uh, <laughs> it, I, I mean, I won overall interview, overall talent, on-stage question, evening gown. But I got first runner-up. And everything does happen for a reason, though. Absolutely. Because if I had won then, that was the year of COVID. And, and you, you know, title holders missed out on a lot while they were 
raining during COVID, not saying it's a bad thing, but they, they didn't get to do as much as they would have liked to is what I have heard at least. But um, yeah, I, I think they picked me because I'm the best person for the job and I'm passionate about being Miss Montana. And I, I love to be someone people can look up to in a way that isn't, um, isn't like, I don't know. I, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for there, but um, just, just someone that people can, you like, oh gosh, that's someone that I could see. Uh, that I could see myself doing that one day. Yeah. Is what I think the judges. You're relatable. You're relatable. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I should hope, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing too is, is um, you know, I, being from Montana, I can go and go help like birth a baby cow on a ranch, you know? But I, then I can also go to a big city and talk to the CEOs and the business people that maybe don't know as much as about small town life, but I can still relate to them in a different way because I have done so much trouble and I'm able to make those connections in different aspects. I'm not just small town, I'm also big city. Yeah, and well, Montana has both, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, well, our big cities are not as big as cities. cities. They're definitely cities, right? Like Bozeman? Bozeman's a city, but the... Yes. I don't want to say... Dallas. I don't, I'm not the saying like I'm a little bit Dallas, but you know. No, no, no. The, like, the, cement. Bozeman, <laughs> the Bozemanites aren't... A lot of them aren't actually from Montana, and Bozeman's the place a lot of people from out of state are moving and that's why it has gotten so big because people from out of state don't really want to live in the small towns because there's not anything to do. I mean, I live in the state capital, Helena, and we only have 30,000 people who live here. Wow. Like, it's nothing. That's so funny. And really, there isn't a lot to do. But um, you said you, you're in Dallas? Yeah, I am. Okay, so my boyfriend lived in Fort Worth area for two years. And I was down there visiting all the time. And every time I went, I was like, God, you have so much to do here. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I loved growing up you here. You know what I, you know what I got really into? What? Escape rooms. Yes. Yes. We have like, those are like running rampant and they've got, they, cause I go to college in Mississippi. And so now they're all like in Mississippi now. So that's like the thing right now is the escape room. So cool. <laughs> love them. Yes. Bring them to Montana. But <laughs> I love it. I'm okay. So talk about, you said you were a local title holder for two years before you won your state title. So talk about the biggest shift from being a local title holder to becoming a state title holder. What was surprising? I know you did it as a teen, but it is different as a miss. So talk a little bit about the difference between those two. So actually, I was not a local title holder for two years. We did not have local titles until this year. Oh my God. It was anyone could come and compete for the title of Miss Montana. We haven't had local titles since the late 80s, early 90s. But um, however, we still did stuff in the community. We just didn't have titles. Titles now make it so much easier to go and work in the community instead of just saying, hey, I'm competing for Miss Montana. Could you sponsor me? Or could I come to your event? I'm competing for Miss Montana. It's it's a different, but um, it... I could say this year was the first year having a local title. I was Miss Queen City. Uh-huh. And like I said, a big shift from being a local title holder to a state title holder is people are like, oh, you're going to Miss America. That's a big deal. 
when people say, oh, you're going to compete for Miss Montana, that's cool. But then you say, I'm going to compete for Miss America. And it's it's a huge shift in everyone. And they're more willing to be sponsors. They're more um, willing to, you know, just help you out in general. The great thing about Montana is we have an awesome community. So the support here is huge, um, bigger than you would think. But I mean, the shift is primarily just, I mean, you go to Miss America and people want to talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't know what Miss Montana was, but they know what Miss America is. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so talk about, we were talking about Miss America. So talk about what your prep has looked like for Miss America. How did it differ from when you were a teen? Was anything surprising to you? Um, What was your favorite thing you did for prep? Give us all the details. Oh my goodness. Okay. So it was huge difference from when I was a teen, because when I was a teen, I didn't have a lot of help. Um, I didn't have funding as a teen. I don't want to blame my previous um, state board because, you know, they were focused on the Miss, which I get, but I didn't, again, that was the first pageant I had ever won. And then I had to go to nationals and compete against these girls who have been competing in pageants since they were like three months old, you know? (laughs) Um, So I like to say that my preparation for Miss Montana is a nod to my 16 year old self and the things I wish I would have been able to do as my 16 year old self going to nationals. Um, I have busted my little tiny behind there trying to find sponsors to help fund my way to nationals and find really good coaching for interview, for walking, for helping me find good wardrobe. Um, So this year, I, one of my really, hold on one one second. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. Okay. One of my really big sponsors, um, her name is Mara Lee. She was actually a previous Miss Helena. She was a graduate at University of Montana. She owns and founded Buzzballs, which is a multi-billion dollar company. And she is my largest sponsor right now. She has helped me with airplane tickets for not only me to Miss America, but my parents to Miss America. She has paid for those. She paid for me to go see an amazing interview coach. His name is Bill Alverson. He, yes, he's based out of Alabama. That was an amazing opportunity for me to be able to talk with Bill and learn more about the interview side of things from someone who's a very big professional. I mean, when I was a teen, I didn't have any of this. I didn't have coaching. Yeah. I I didn't have walking prep. Someone told me I looked like a giraffe walking in heels when I was It happens. It happens, you know? (laughs) 16 and I'm from Montana what am I supposed to wear heels (laughs) so I mean it's it is a big difference and I have made sure to put more effort into it this year because nationals is hard I mean I'm competing against women who at state level compete against more girls than they do going to nationals that was us in Texas yeah we had yes that's crazy (laughs) yeah that's crazy. <laughs> I, and, and that's just something that I don't understand in Montana. I think the most I've ever competed against was 12 other girls. But um, so it's really about getting in the right mindset too. When I was teen, I was like, I'm just going to go and see what it's like. 
but now I kind of know what it's like and I'm so excited to make the connections like I know the connections are there now which um I get to go in looking forward to this year and on top of it I think that coming from a state that is seen as a flyover state a lot of the time it's something that Montana's put on the back burner a lot of the time Montana's not seen as someone who could win Miss America I would love to go and say, hey, Montana has been here for a long time. Y'all should start paying attention because this is Montanans are thriving right now. And we are so ready to take over the world. And that's kind of where I am. There you go. I love that. I mean, I feel like that's a great mindset to go into Miss America with. And honestly, like with the more contestants, to me, it's just more friends and more people to get to know. And um, especially at Miss America, you get one per state, which is just so much fun. So thank you so much for coming on today, Faith. You are the absolute greatest. I know you're crazy busy with Miss America Prep, so I so appreciate you for coming on and chatting with us. I feel like I learned so much about hunting and Montana and all the things that I know nothing about. So I appreciate you and know that I will be rooting your rooting you on when you're at Miss America and just cheering for you. And I know you're going to do absolutely amazing. And then I will see the rest of you guys on our next episode. Bye y'all.